All right, now, Monday morning quarterback style, you got it, baby. Live, back in action, cracking through the airwaves into the podcast maze of sports talk, football plays written in chalk, where we talk the talk and walk the walk. Welcome into another edition of the Power 32 podcast. My name is Jason Fearman, a.k.a. Sports Prophet, and this show is proudly presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Reebok, baby, Reebok. Got some great gear over at 33podcast.com. Make sure you go over there, check it out. Get yourself something. Buy a present for your friend, your girlfriend, your wife, your spouse, your kids, whatever it is. We got them from kid sizes all the way to Kevin Durant sizes, which are obviously too big if you're playing basketball going back a year ago. You know what I'm talking about. All right, here we go. All right, listen, Sports Profit, got some predictions today. We're doing NFL over-unders. So especially if you're a degenerate gambler and you love betting on football, you know, I'll try to do my best to help you guys out, too. We can do over here as I will drop as much knowledge as I possibly can with how many wins I believe each team is going to get this season or at least the over-under we're going to go through. So basically, it's an over-under show. I'm going to tell you whether or not the win totals put out by Vegas through Bet Rivers, all right, is right or wrong. Has designated each team, whether it's too high, too low. Uh, I'll be listening back to this podcast, to be honest, in about what, five, six months from now and see how many I got right and I got wrong. See how accurate I actually was and see if I live up to the sports profit name. So today is all about the over-under NFL win totals. We're going to get off to a great start over here. We're going to go with the Bills right away. All right, get this thing going. 2022 NFL season. That's to give you my predictions and opinions with a little background music. It's always nice to have that going on. Hopefully it ain't too loud, but uh, hey, let's go. Let's rock and roll. It's time to make it happen. If you guys want to get in, chime on in. No problem. Uh, it's Monday morning, so not like I expect a whole lot of action right now. This is more for the podcast. So uh, let's see how it goes, man. Let's jump into this bad boy, all right? What do we want to start with? Mm-mm-mm. All right. Let's go to the AFC East, all right? Let's start with them. The Buffalo Bills, who played in one of the most classic games that we have ever seen i mean in like the longest time for real it's been absolutely amazing them against the chiefs uh anybody could have won that game and anybody should have won that game but it went down the way it did and it is the way it is so what are you going to do but buffalo uh two years ago in the afc championship last year just missing getting to the afc championship and it seems they improved you know with signings like obviously von miller which is huge uh, bringing in, you know, or resigning Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, Jamison Crowder coming in, who's one of them sneaky wide receivers who can get a whole lot of stuff done. Uh, McKenzie's coming back. They brought in O.J. Howard, uh, Tampa Bay tight end from last year, who didn't get a lot of looks because of Gronkowski or Cameron Brait um, being hurt, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. So uh, plenty of reasons why you can have high expectations for that going along with, you know, Knox and uh, – <laughs> I mean, it could be really dangerous. Buffalo this year, a lot of people are saying, oh, for sure, for sure. But then some are saying, well, Josh Allen doesn't, hasn't done anything yet. Well, maybe not yet, but he will, and this could be the year. So Buffalo, their win total, Vegas, Scott and Bet Rivers, whew, 10 and a half. Um, the division that they play in with the Dolphins, Jets, Patriots is not too scary. You're going to get six games right there. They do have a tough schedule. The first place schedule always plays tougher teams in the division. But 10 and a half wins, something's weird with that. You know, I would think that they would have a more close to 11 and a half or something. I'm definitely going over on that. But it worries me why Vegas would have them or Bet Rivers for that much would have them 10 and a half. But I'm definitely going over on the Buffalo Bills 10 and a half wins. They were 11 and six last year. 
and they hit a slump, if you guys remember, for about three or four weeks against uh, the Titans, Tampa, teams like that, whatever it was. Um, man, losing a few players, Matt Breida, Cole Beasley's out, no more Emmanuel Sanders. Um, that's why I alluded to before, you know, obviously Jamison Crowder and OJ Howard trying to step in and fill those roles over there. Um, but overall, the Bills look really good to me, so I would go over 10.5 wins for them. Um, so let's again stick in the AFC East and go to the Miami Dolphins right now. The Miami Dolphins, a team that I like, not a team that everybody does like. I'm a little more high on Tua than other players are, other analysts are, other uh, you know podcasters are. I think Tua is pretty good, um, more, more than pretty good. I think he's more than capable, actually, and he doesn't turn the ball over, which is key because you have a really good defense in Miami. You got playmakers in Tyree Kill now and Cedric Wilson who came over from Dallas, along with Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki. You know they're going to run the ball also. Raheem Mostert has come over. The Dolphins are win total, 7.5. I'm seeing at best 8.5. Uh, over, please. Again, I just said that division isn't that tough. The Patriots are not going to be all that. The Jets are not going to be all that, but the Bills are. And the Dolphins are going to be playing a second uh, seed schedule, you know, finishing in second place. So it's going to be a little bit easier for them if you want to use that word. Um, but I think the Dolphins have playmakers all over. And I think they're a playoff team. I don't want to ruin it. Me and my people on third and three podcasts are going to go over that. But seven and a half wins. Eight, look, I think Dolphins win 10 games this year. I'll tell you that right now. I believe in the Dolphins. I really do. I think they have a solid team all around. I think two is better than a lot of people are giving credit for. So that's the Dolphins. Why don't we move over to the Patriots, whose win total is about the same. Seven and a half, according to Bet Rivers. But that will fluctuate eight and a half, maybe. Uh, Patriots, I don't think they're going to be that great this year. I think seven or eight wins. So if anything, if it's eight and a half, I probably go under. I go under right now if it's eight and a half. I think they're an eight-win team, maybe seven-win team. They have a pretty good defense, but offensively, I don't know where the points are going to come from. They're not going to be able to run the ball like crazy like they did last year. The Patriots, I think they take a step back. They were a playoff team last year. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I really don't. So, um Watch out. I mean, New England, they don't have a lot of great players. I mean, the best player is Matthew Judon, and that he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But after that, I don't really know where you're going with this whole thing. I mean, Ty Montgomery you brought in. Okay, I like him as a player. James White is getting older and older. Devontae Parker, certainly like him as a wide receiver, but he's got to stay in the field more. He's got to stay on the field. Malcolm Butler coming back. Devin McCourty again. Jabril Preppers, a nice signing. I do like that, but... Again, where the point's going to come from offensively. That's what I'd be worried about if I were a Patriot fan and I'm not. I'm also not a New York Jet fan. Uh, their win total is four and a half, five games. That doesn't look good. I would say that's right about on par. I'd say they're about a five-win team, the New York Jets, right now. I'd say they're about five wins. And they haven't done a whole lot outside the draft, which is great. You know, getting the receiver and Garrett Wilson. Um Source Gardner as well, obviously, and then Tremaine Johnson stealing him late in the first round. Now, they have Braxton Berrios. I like him, a wide receiver. C.J. Uzama, they brought in D.J. Reed. Jordan White had to play safety. They made nice acquisitions. Don't get me wrong, they really did. But Zach Wilson's the quarterback. So I'm not sure about him yet. He's shown promise. He's shown athletic ability, but I just don't know if he's going to be able to get the job done. And their wide receivers aren't anything special. Like I mentioned, they met the, lost their best wide receiver in Jamison Crowder. He's gone. Now they got Elijah Moore, Mims. Uh, you know they drafted uh, um, excuse me Garrett Wilson, so that that's great. You know, and that can really help out. But I don't know if that's going to necessarily get the job done. So Garrett Wilson on their team. Let's see. He was big time in Ohio State, but I'm going about five wins. 
for the New York Jets. I just don't see better than that, guys. I unfortunately don't. So it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. The AFC East in general, and we're going to talk about again every team, every division. We're going to go through all of it right now, and we're going to keep it moving. Um, why don't we go to the AFC North? As a matter of fact, let's hit up the AFC North. And last year, that division was just straight up weird. That's all I can tell you right now. Everything about the whole thing was just weird. Um, when you go back to last season, just even looking at the records, if I can bring them up real quick, the Bengals did finish 10-7. and As we all know, they went to the Super Bowl, lost to the Rams. Uh, Pittsburgh was 9-7-1. and The Browns were 8-9, and, and Baltimore was 8-9. and uh, Baltimore was completely banged up. Cleveland, yes, they were banged up. Also, bad quarterback play. So, let's see how that all juxtaposes into this season. All right. So, the team with the best betting odds in that division, going through it real quickly, I see the Bengals, who have an over under win of nine and a half. Again, they won 10 games last year. Now they're in first. Now you can say, well, people are gunning for them. That's the team to beat. They're the AFC uh, you know, conference champions. Okay, I get all that, but they're still a damn pretty good team, and they address their offensive line needs with Kappa. Uh, they signed a lot of players on defense as well. They got a good defensive line. Obviously, Burrow and Chase and Joe Mixon, Higgins you throw in there. Not just throw in there. He's a fantastic player. So they got a lot to work with. Cincinnati, I don't think that they're one of those teams that's going to have that Super Bowl hangover because I think they're too young and dumb to realize that, and that's a good thing. Like, they're going to be still hungry. They're thirsty. They're 23, 24, 25, like their best players. They want to go out. They want to win now, and they want to keep winning forever. I like the Bengals' win total over nine and a half. I would go 10, maybe even 11 wins for that team. And we did our breakdown on third and three podcasts actually last week. After that is the Ravens. They're right there with them, nine and a half wins. They're bringing pretty much everybody back, and we're talking everybody. They lost everyone, including J.K. Dobbins, who is going to be in the comeback for player of the year discussion. Uh, there's no doubt about that in my mind. That guy is that good. So I think that's absolutely going to happen. Um, I would expect big things from Baltimore because Lamar Jackson is just absolutely out of control. The guy's unbelievable. He's a fantastic football player, um, top 10 quarterback. I'm tired of hearing people say that he's not because he's probably the number one defensive coordinator nightmare in the entire league. Number one, you don't want to play that guy. You don't want to study for him. You don't want to practice. You don't. It is just bad. You hope that he's sitting out this week with a cold or something like that, because you never wish injury upon anybody. But uh, the Ravens, um, I think they're probably a 10-win team, so I would go over, but not by that much. I don't think that they are going to be great. I don't think their defense is going to be as good as they used to be. We will see. Time will tell. All right, let's keep going through the division over here as we get to our next team with the win total over here. And let me see if I can pick it up real quick. I apologize, guys. We got ravens Bengals. Let me see where we got the... Cleveland Browns at, I don't know why this is taking so long, apologies, apologies, Cleveland Browns, win total, somewhere around here, here we go, <laughs> taking awfully long, alright, so the Cleveland Browns should go over, uh, should go under, as a matter of fact, I think they're going to be a seven win team this year, I don't like what's going on, the whole dynamic, the whole aspect of everything, and it's not even really Deshaun Watson, that's not even really what I'm talking about here, to be honest, guys. There's a lot more to it. I mean, the fact that he's not in and Jacoby Brissett's going to come in, he's a very viable backup quarterback, but he's a backup quarterback. So is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt going to stay healthy the whole entire time? Well, you got a receiver as Amari Cooper. you got a good dual tight end system, um, which I really like in a joke when Hooper. Um, let's see who's going to get them the ball. Let's see how long Deshaun Watson's out for. Right now, I'm banking, and he's going to have a minimum six-game suspension. It could be even more. With that all being said, if I know that, they're going to win seven games. If I knew Deshaun Watson was in from day one, 
I'd say this team wins 10, 11 games, but I just don't know that. Neither do you. So I can't possibly figure it out. I can't. Pittsburgh, 9-7-1 and one last year. Somehow they sneak into the playoffs. Mike Tomlin continues his record of never having a losing season. It's just absolutely out of control. I don't even know how it's possible for that to happen. But it's going to keep happening because they do have a really good team. They got a really good team. Now I know you're saying, oh, Mitch Trubisky. Oh, Kenny Pickett. He's a you know, he's a rookie. I understand all that. Mitch Trubisky with a really good defense, he proved in Chicago he can do enough to get you to the playoffs. Are they gonna get through the next round, the wild card round, the division round? I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that Pittsburgh's gonna be a pretty decent team, and people again are sleeping on them like they did last year. Pittsburgh will win at least nine games this year, probably nine and eight. They may not be a playoff team. Their offensive line, we all know, is the big issue. They have to address that. If that works out, great. All power to them. It's going to work out. But we don't know. Najee Harris, an ultimate talent. You want to be able to block for him. You want to give Mitch Trubisky a little bit of time. But you know what? He's athletic. He can make plays on the run. I think Pittsburgh's going to do a little more than what people are thinking this year. So watch out. Watch out. I'm not joking around with these guys. All right, let's keep moving. Now, Tennessee Titans, number one in the AFC last year. AFC, number one seed. I had them going to the Super Bowl preseason. I felt really good for a long time, but that fell right off. Gone. Goodbye. Out of here. So the Titans, nobody's expecting big things out of them this year. They tried to replace A.J. Brown in the draft for Traylon Burks. Uh, let's see how that's going to work out. They did bring in Robert Woods, which I like a lot. Of course, you got Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill, is he the answer? I don't really know. Vegas has them at nine wins. Who? Because of the division they play in with Houston and Jacksonville, ah, man, you know what? Even so, I think the Titans take a step back this year. How many games? I don't know. Maybe they are a nine-win team, but I'm not going to give them any more than nine wins. I can't. I can't give them more than nine wins. Ah, it's too bad. Titans, man. Ah, fall from grace it could be this year. But then again, maybe we're wrong. All right, a team that maybe can rise from grace, you know, because they fell so many damn times, and that's the Houston Texans. Their win total is four. Over or under four. Uh, I get it. I get it. Your best player is Brandon Cooks, and he's been on 17 teams in three years. Davis Mills, your quarterback, you don't have a whole lot other to speak of. You had a decent draft, um, you know, getting your alignment in your DB. Um, yeah, man, I'm just not a whole bunch sure that Houston's going to be able to do much because I think Jacksonville's also going to improve, which you're going to get to in a minute. Houston, four wins. Um, let's go four wins for Houston. I don't think it's going to be any more than four wins. So let's go four. I would actually go push on that. If push came to shove, I would say under three wins. But I'll go four wins for Houston. As far as Jacksonville is concerned, a lot of people expect them to get better. Uh, So do I. Look, it's addition by subtraction. Goodbye, freaking Urban Meyer. You're out of here bringing Doug Peterson, a real NFL head coach. And that's perfect for Trevor Lawrence. That's exactly what we need to support a back guru, a quarterback, head coach. Go get it. Go do it. It's going to work out really well, I believe. Christian Kirk, overpaid, fine. But he's there. Travis Etienne is going to come back. They will have offensive weapons. They're going to be able to do a couple of things. Is their defense going to be able to play led by Josh Allen, the defensive Josh Allen, the linebacker? they got a few good players over there. Let's see how they do. Jacksonville, over under wins. Oy, man, that's a tough one, Jacksonville. I want to give them like, oh, I see they get... I know you guys might bug about this. They're over-under six and a half. I like that. I'm going to give them seven wins. I'm going to go over. Yeah. Well, I think it's a seven-win team. But they could be a six-win team. It's certainly possible. Let's find out. Let's find out. All right, let's keep moving, baby. Let's keep moving. 
Um, AFC West, last division and best division probably in football, certainly in the AFC, I would say, even though the AFC North may have something to say about that. The Chiefs were 12-5 and five last year. This year, they will not be. This year, I'm expecting a 10-17. and 17. Ooh, Fearman, what are you kidding me? Sports profit, you sure about that? Yeah, I am. They're going to lose some games in the division. They're going to lose other games. They don't have Tyree Kill with major safety blanket other than Travis Kelsey. But now teams are going to be honing in on Kelsey. McCole Hardman is not somebody you really have to worry about too much. Yeah, he's fast, no doubt about it. But he's running maybe two routes on the whole entire tree. They got problems, Kansas City, offensively, I believe, unless they can reincorporate the running game. Can Clyde Edwards-Hilaire become what Brian Westbrook was for Philadelphia Eagles when Andy Reid was coaching there? That's the question, okay? If you can do that, then we're talking a whole different story. Things can really happen for them. So that would be great for Kansas City, but I do see them falling off. It's certainly possible. And again, in the division that they play, it's probable. Look, every team has gotten better, including the next team I'm going to mention, the Raiders, who went 10-7 and last year, kind of just snuck into the playoffs, but belonged. Derek Carr proved that he is an upper echelon quarterback, top 10, top 12 at worst. Now he's got Devontae Adams over there, Chandler Jones coming in on defense. Why should they not get better? The Raiders should get better. If they were 10-7 and last year without those guys, and you bring in a top, maybe the best wide receiver in the entire National Football League, and Chandler Jones, who was still a fantastic pass rusher, he had five sacks in one game last year. It was the first game of the year. The man can get the job done. And he's also got Max Crosby on the other side, who's going to be getting double teamed. Yo, the Raiders could be legit. You know what? I think they are. I think they actually do better than the Chiefs. I got the Raiders at 11-6. and six. How about that? You know, also I got at 11-6? and six? Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers at 11-6. and six, Tied with the Raiders in this division as they were tied last year going to the last game of the season when, uh, again, Brandon Faley made a complete fool of himself making stupid calls on third and whatever from his own 19-yard line, leaving points on the board as he always does. But he should be able to learn from those mistakes this year. And if he doesn't, they should fire him in like the first five seconds. That team is a playoff team. That team is built to go deep into the playoffs with Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Now on defense, bringing J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack to go along with Joey Bosa, Derwin James. Holy freaking crap. Are you kidding me? That team is stacked, loaded. Brandon Staley, just don't mess it up. That's all. You just don't mess it up. You go ahead and you call a normal, good, solid game, and let your players do the work, and don't put them in bad situations, and don't put your defense in bad situations either, okay? They couldn't stop the run last year at all. That's the number one thing they have to work on this year is a defense. Khalil Mack will help with that. The Denver Broncos, I love the fact they brought in Russell Wilson. I don't love Jerry Judy. I don't love Corden Sunland. I don't love Tim Patrick. Noah Fant was their best receiver. He was a tight end, and he's gone. He's in Seattle now. I think that Russell Wilson is definitely going to make this team better because we all said they're a quarterback away. Well, here's your quarterback. You got him. Russell Wilson, your quarterback now. How good are they going to do? Man, they're going to have to practice. They really are. Again, they're in a really, really tough division. I see them going 9-8. and eight. I don't think any team in this division, unless there is an injury somewhere, somehow, that is going to actually have a bad year. I think they will all actually finish with uh, winning records. I really do. So I got the Broncos at 9-8. and eight. The Chiefs at nine and eight, the Raiders and Chargers both at both at eleven and six. They're going to be beaten up on each other. They all have tough games to play this season. NFC West, I believe they play. It's going to be tough. So I don't see any of those teams getting the twelve wins, but I see them all being in playoff contention, and more likely the Chiefs and the Raiders 
I'm sorry, the Raiders and the Chargers more likely than the Chiefs and the Broncos. So, yeah, Chiefs 10 wins and uh, Broncos 9, and I got 11 wins for the Raiders and the Chargers. Okay, let's see what happens. Let me bring in the NFC. Let's go NFC. And by the way, with the NFC, I got maybe five teams that can come out. That would be, and I wrote an article on 33 Podcast. Check it out. I hope you guys like it. Give me some feedback. The five teams I see coming out of the NFC are the Packers, the Bucks, the Rams, the 49ers, and or the Saints. All right. We'll get to all that in a little minute, but check it out on 33podcast.com. NFC East, Dallas Cowboys. Let's see what their projected win total was, if I could find it. And I probably can't because I think I erased the board, but that's okay. I erase a lot of things, including my memory very often. But let's go with the Cowboys, who were 12-5 and last year. They're not going to have that kind of win uh, this year. They are a 10-win team. I'll give them 10-7. and seven. Um, I'm even hesitant on that. I almost want to go 9-8. and eight. Look, they lost Cedric Wilson. They lost Amari Cooper, even though Amari Cooper showed up maybe every three or four games. Ezekiel Elliott, not what he used to be. Going to have to give the ball to Tony Pollard more. They lost Randy Gregory on the defensive line. Micah Parsons is going to have to play every position in the world. There's no way Trayvon Diggs is going to be able to get 11 interceptions again. They had a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, they had a lot going for them on D last year. And the offense also was able to put them in great positions that time. I don't see it happening this year. I'm going 10 wins for Dallas, and that may be a little bit generous. The team that finished right behind them is the team that's going to finish in front of them this year, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. They got better all over the place. They were 9-8 and eight last year. They did make the playoffs. They got bounced in the first round wild card against Tampa Bay. But you know what? Philly learned a lesson. They're going to learn more. They're going to learn how to play. Sirianni did a good job in his first year as head coach, and uh, I believe they're going to run the ball more with, uh, you know, Miles Sanders or whoever's going to be healthy, Boston Scott, who the hell knows is going to be healthy, Gainwell, no idea. But they brought in A.J. Brown next to Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. Jalen Hurts is definitely going to have his weapons. And you know what? If he doesn't hit him, he's out of here. Gone. See you later. They will not deal with it, much like what Miami's going to say in the same thing with Tua. We got you all these weapons. You, This is make it or break it, kid. That is freaking it. And Jalen Hurts, I believe, can get it done. He has proven people wrong on almost every single level that he's been to, and he's starting to do it again, looking good. And, again, he can, he can run, man. He can run, which also is a great dynamic, and it's also going to hurt defenses or make defenses think twice about going in and either rushing in or dropping back into the zone too much. I like the Eagles this year, guys. Um, I also like the Giants. Giants win total projected at 5.5. I'm going up on that one. Giants are going to win seven games this year. They're going to be a 7-10 and 10 team. Brian Dable is going to bring more to that offense than people do expect. Daniel Jones is not a great quarterback, but Dable will get every square possible PSI inch out of him, however you want to call it. He will get the most out of Daniel Jones. If Saquon Barkley can manage to stay healthy, what a major bonus that is. The defense is pretty good, but when they're on the field for 40 minutes a game, they can't be good. They're tired. You know, that's enough. Like, I'm tired for a second. I need a sip of water. Thank you. So, the Giants, I think, are a 7-10 and 10 team. And a lot of Giant fans will tell you, you know what? That's progress in the right direction. I get it. I dig it. The Commanders, <laughs> I don't know what they're commanding this year, but um, they were 7-10 and 10 last year. Um, the defense, uh, you know, they really pooped the bed big time. I don't know what the heck happened to them, the defense. They were supposed to be a top five. Chase Young went down. Everything went to hell. Offense couldn't move the ball. Terry McLaurin held out in the offseason for a while, but he's back. He's signed. He's good to go. Along with Curtis Samuel and their new quarterback, Carson Wentz, the first quarterback commander. Oh, my gosh. 
Talk about getting off to a bad start. Look, I don't hate Carson Wentz as a football player. He's actually pretty damn good. And when you look at the numbers last year, they would suggest so, 27 touchdowns, six picks. But when you look at the moments that he messed up against the Titans, that interception in the end zone, not being able to beat the Raiders or the Jaguars in the last game of the season to go to the playoffs, all you had to do was win one game. Carson Wentz did not do enough for them. And I don't want to hear that it was Jonathan Taylor's fault. No, it wasn't Jonathan Taylor's fault. He can't run for 150 yards every game. It's just not going to happen. Carson Wentz is the quarterback who was supposed to be brought in there to do better than what Phillip Rivers did the year before. And Phillip Rivers lost in the wild card game against the Bills that year. Wentz was supposed to do better than that. Now Matt Ryan comes in. We'll see if he does better than that for the Colts. Um, And I really think he's going to do a pretty good job for the Colts. I really do. I think that the Colts, um, and again, if I didn't get my win total before, I apologize if I was going a little bit too quick. But yeah, I think the Colts do win that division. Uh, with an 11-6 and six record. I think the Colts are going to be good enough. Yeah, they'll lose some tight games. Um, you know, they still have some deficiencies in the wide receiver arena over there. Michael Pittman is their best guy by far. Then after that, you're not talking a whole lot. It gets kind of rough. So they're going to have to run the ball predominantly. But I do like the Colts uh, to win that division outright. And with 11 games, uh, an 11-6 and six record, I think they're going to do really well. So excuse me if I did pass that and I just kind of circled around to it because of the whole Carson Wentz thing. But... Uh, no, the Commanders probably finishing in last in that division. I'll give them a 6-11 and 11 record. I think they'll be able to squeak out a few, maybe one against the Giants, maybe one against the Dallas, and uh, that'll be it. All right, Green Bay Packers, NFC North. Green Bay Packers, uh, they are projected to win 11 games. I will project them to win 12 games. And people are saying, what? What's Devontae Adams? It's all good, man. Yo, he was good before Adams. He's going to be good after Adams. Aaron Rodgers is still an amazing top-level quarterback, and that's proven by the last two MVPs. Last two seasons, he's won MVP, Aaron Rodgers, and he's, what, 37, 38 years old now? Come on. The guy can still play. Now, their game is not going to be predicated around the pass. It's going to be predicated around the run, which it has been for the past few years under Matt LaFleur. Now, Aaron Rodgers isn't down with taking a lot of shots, and that's fine. They're really not going to have to. They have an excellent defense as well. People don't talk about it enough. They got one of the best secondaries in the league with Alexander and Douglas and Savage. They really do. So I, for the people who think that Green Bay is going to take a major step back just because Devontae Adams left, I'm sorry, guys. You're out of your mind. Aaron Rodgers is going to get other people open, open get them the ball. Green Bay is going to win this division. They're going to win 12 games. They're going 12-5. and five. I know they won 13 the last three. Okay, so one less, 12 and 5. There you go. Minnesota Vikings were 8 and 9 last year. They were the biggest competitors, other than uh, the Packers, obviously, in that division because Chicago and Detroit did nothing. And we'll get to them in a second. Um, Minnesota should do a little bit better than 8 and 9. 9 and 8 because their defense sucks. It just does. Harrison Smith can't run the whole thing at safety. It's not working out. The Purple People Eaters ain't there no more. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thiel, and Davin Cook, they can do all the damage they want. But if you're losing 34 to 31 every game, it's still a loss. It don't matter how many points you put up because your defense is going to put up or let up even more points. So Minnesota, damn, man, get it together on defense. Maybe things will work out. Don't know if that's going to happen this year with Kevin O'Connell coming in, who's an offensive-minded guy, getting rid of Gary Zimmer, who's a defensive guy. Uh, Okay. I don't know what the logic is there, but all right. Minnesota. 9-8 9-8 and eight this year. The Chicago Bears were 6-11 and 11 last year. They projected to win four games. I'm going 3-14. and 14. That's how bad this team is. Luke Getze, the new offensive coordinator, is going to have to become a magician. 
I don't know how he's going to get all this done, guys. Look, there's nobody to work with. I like David Montgomery. I like Justin Fields. Darnell Mooney is cool. But is that it? Is that all we got? What else are we going to do over here? They're going to have to come up with some major creativity. 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 They're going to have to do ends arounds, reverses, halfback passes, a quarterback sneaks on first and 10. I mean, they're going to have to do all sorts of crazy shit in order to win three games, four games if they're lucky. So I'm going under on the Bears. The Lions, over. The Lions, how about this? The Lions are going to win seven football games this year. Oh, big deal, seven football games. Yeah, well, it is a big deal when you were 3-12 and 12 last year, or 3-13, and 13, I should say. So I like the Lions to improve a lot. They were in a lot of close games. They beat Arizona when Arizona still had Kyler Murray in there and doing their thing. They they play tough throughout the year, and apparently they play tough for their head coach, Dan Campbell, which is a huge thing. So I like the Lions to improve this year, so I'm going over on the Lions. I think they win seven games. Now, the Bucks went 13-4 and four last year. Uh, they're projected to win 11 and a half games this year. Ooh, wow, that's close. Um, they brought most of their guys back, not everybody. They did add Akeem Nix to the defensive line, which is huge. He's a very underrated player and got lost in Chicago because, let's face it, it's Chicago, and they haven't done anything in a while. I do like Tampa. Do I like 11 and a half wins? Will they win 12? No, I'm going to go 11 and 6. I say they go under 11 and a half. I think they'll go 11 and 6. they still got a really good team, but I think they will get scored upon a little bit more. And Tom Brady... I mean, look, there's been no reason to doubt him at all so far, but part of me says, ah, is it going to happen this year? Chris Godwin going to take him a little bit to really get back to 100%. Um, Mike Evans, we know, is, is very, very special, but sometimes he can disappear. The one signing I like because they lost Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski is Russell Gage. Russell Gage is actually my X factor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he will play the slot. Tom Brady loves the slot, and he'll throw it to the slot a lot. Maybe 100 or so targets over there. Maybe Russell Gage gets 80 balls this year. Maybe more. He's a big key for that offense to move. Also, the running game. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work out with, with Fournette. Does he have enough left in the tank? Let's not forget he's been around for a minute now. All right, he's getting older. He's getting more banged up. I don't know. I don't know. Bringing some of the rookies, I guess. The New Orleans Saints, a team that a lot of people are sleeping on, don't like for whatever reason it is, and I'm still having trouble figuring it out why – Vegas only has them at seven wins. Uh, I'm going over. I think they're a 10 and 17. I think they're really, and look, their defense is special. Special, special defense. Now they bring in Tyron Matthew. Excellent job over there. Um, Cameron Jordan, obviously, these guys are just beautiful players. Beautiful, beautiful players. And on offense, you got all your guys back, including Michael Thomas, bringing Chris Olave in from the draft and Jarvis Langer from Cleveland. Alvin Kamara, stay healthy. Is he suspended for how long because of that fight that he had, breaking some guy's orbital bone? That's a problem. Let's see how long that goes on for and how much of a problem it is, if it is indeed at all. So there's a lot to unpack there, but I guess the X factor would be James Winston, right? Even though I really think it's the offensive line, they lost to Ron Armstead. They're trying to replace him with, uh, who was it, Tyler Lindenbaum that uh, they drafted. Drafted one of them, uh, them O-linemen. Um, again, Tyler Lindenbaumel is another guy. Anyway, besides the point, um, the important fact is is that they are definitely a little bit less efficient on the offensive line, but that depends how this kid plays. Um, yeah, not tra- yeah, it is. I got it right. Tyler Lindenbaumel, not Trevor Fleming. I keep getting those guys confused. I don't know why. Anyway, um, point is, is that if Jameis Winston can really show up and do his thing this year, 
then the Saints should win 10 games, no problem, and be a playoff team, especially in a weak NFC. So I'm going over on New Orleans. The Atlanta Falcons, oh, goodness, gosh, I don't know why they put an over-under out on them. Um, you know, four and a half wins for Atlanta with either Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter as their quarterback. I like Kyle Pitts. I like Drake London that they brought them in. No Calvin Ridley suspended for a year for gambling on football. Okay, Pete Rose. Um I don't like Atlanta at all. I think they're going to struggle to win games, and I think they're going to struggle to win three. Yeah, I'm going to go under on Atlanta. Three games. Carolina Panthers. Now they got Baker Mayfield. All right, they were 5-12 and 12 last year. They went through a whole quarterback, freaking colossal frenzy of nonsense, you know, bringing in Cam Newton. Christian McCaffrey got hurt. That killed the whole team. That's it. If McCaffrey goes down on offense, they're screwed. All right, so whether Baker or Sam is the opening day starter, and I do believe it's going to be Baker Mayfield. Otherwise, why bring him in, you know? Um, maybe they'll have a quote-unquote quarterback battle in camp. But Baker should be the starter, and he should do better than Sam Darnold and get them a few wins. Uh, the defense is not terrible. I do like Matt Rule. He's been dealt a bad hand so far. Uh, so I'll give Carolina over. I'm going to go with six wins for Carolina this season. All right, we got one division left, guys. One division left we're going to break down, and that is my division. That would be the NFC West. Okay. My San Francisco 49ers. Boy, I'm hoping for big things from them this year. I'm going to save them for last. Let's go to the defending champion, L.A. Rams, who the L.A. Rams, if anything got better, especially on paper, there's no doubt what they're doing is very special right now. Les Snyder going for – Les Snead, excuse me, going for everything you can possibly go for. He wants it. He wants another ring, bringing in Bobby Wagner on defense and Allen Robinson to compliment Cooper Cup. At wide receiver, that's awesome. I think I think this is such an underrated signing, Allen Robinson. He's going to have a thousand yards easy, probably close to eleven, twelve hundred, and he'll probably hit the end zone about eight or nine times uh, with about eighty-five catches. All right, between him and Cooper Cup, you really can't double cover either one because if you leave either one single covered, they're going to eat you alive. And especially the fact that Matthew Stafford is throwing them the ball now and not. Andy Dalton to freaking uh, Allen Robinson in Chicago or Nick Foles or whoever that, whatever putts they put over there. I'm sorry, I, guy, you're not a putts. You made it to the NFL, you're a hell of a lot better than me, so what am I to say? But the Rams, they're going to be right back in it. 12-5 and five last year. Guys, this team is so stacked. If Stafford doesn't lead the league in interceptions like he did last year, 17, and they still had a great year winning the division, if he don't do that, if he don't turn the ball over a lot, I'm going 13 and 4. This could be the best team in the NFL. 13 and 4 between them and Buffalo right now. I'm not saying that's my Super Bowl pick, but that is the opening day game, and that should be awfully interesting. The Rams are going to do great. They're going to find themselves right back pretty much where they were last year. Um, you know, at least again deep into the playoffs. So uh the Rams, 13 wins. I'm going over. The Cardinals, they went eleven and six last year. They're gonna be missing D hop for the first six games of the season. They bring in Marquise Brown. Very interesting move right there uh, during draft day to make that move. Is that enough? Is that going to help? No more Christian Kirk? All right. I don't know about this offense because Chase Edmonds is now in Miami. So they got to rely on James Conner fully for him to stay healthy for an entire season, which he has not been able to do except his first year in Pittsburgh. So there's some concern there. Arizona Cardinals? I'm sorry. That's a seven-win team. They're going to fall hard. They're going to fall hard. The defense is really no good. All right. 
If J.J. Watt is your best player on defense, I don't know what to tell you because you know what? He's already, what, 12 years in, maybe even more, and he's going to need more than just that big, giant black arm brace. He's going to need another one for his leg and his hip and everything because he keeps breaking down. He can't do a full year. It's just not going to happen. It's not possible. Sorry. Just not. So I'm not big on Arizona at all this year. They're a seven-win team. They're probably at the bottom of the NFC West. Or is it Seattle? Yeah, probably. Maybe they should have got Baker Mayfield. Hey, you know what? You want Jimmy Garoppolo? Go take him. You can have him. No problem. But right now, it's either Geno Smith or freaking Drew Luck. You got to be kidding me. Even if Baker were there, even if Jimmy Garoppolo were there, I don't see a whole lot happening. This defense has depleted. They're nowhere near as good. Jamal Adams, I don't know what the hell happened to you. Like I said, Bobby Wagner's gone. He went to Division 4 Rams. Seattle's got problems, man. A whole bunch of problems. And it's not just the fact that it rains there 364 days a year. You got one day of freaking sunshine. They got fucking problems. I'm sorry. Excuse my language. But I love it. Ah! I love it. Because a lot of Seattle fan. I'm sorry to all you Seattle Seahawks fan, But I was tired of them kicking our ass, the 49ers. That was, you know, back early in this, uh, you know, the 2010s or whatever the hell you want to freaking call it. So I don't. I have no problem with that, and I'm glad that Russell Wilson's in Denver because now I get to actually root for the guy because he's a good guy. I like Russell Wilson. So Seattle, you know what? They're going to be right there with Arizona, but probably even a step lower. As bad as that is, guys, we're talking about a four-win team in Seattle right now. Whoop! Four wins. You're out of here. Probably first, second pick in the draft. And that's when they're going to go after their quarterback. They passed on it this year. They said, you know what? We're going to suck anyway. We're probably going to have a top three pick. We'll get one of the six, seven quarterbacks that are coming out next season. Should be very interesting. Saving the best for last, my San Francisco 49ers. Well, okay, guys. I'm a realist. I'm an optimist, but I'm a realist. I'm not bugging with excitement right now. I'm worried that Trey Lance may not be the guy. Now, I believe he is. I think Trey Lance has all the capabilities in the world of being an excellent starting quarterback in the NFL. I hope that he's got the confidence to do it. He's got the arm strength. He's got the legs. He's got the intelligence from what I heard. He could pick up the playbook, but he's got to perform. He's got to execute. I don't want Jimmy G in there. No 49er fan does because we know that he will not take us over the hump and win us the Super Bowl. He's the reason why we lost against Kansas City. He's the reason why we didn't advance further last year and get to the Super Bowl uh, against the Rams. That's it. So if the Niners are going to win that Super Bowl and take that next step, Trey Lance has got to be that guy or another quarterback. But Trey Lance, we're going to give him all the chances in the world this year. He's starting all the way through unless, God forbid, there's an injury. It's his team. Let's go. It'd be a hell of a lot better if Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't there. But you know what? If Jimmy G is there as a backup, I'm good with that. God forbid Trey Lance gets hurt. But ideally, you don't want him on the team. That's the way it works. So I would say that Trey Lance... Huge year. He can do it. He's got weapons. He's got Kittle and Ayuk. And hopefully, Debo Samuel stays on the team. We got Elijah Mitchell in the backfield. Jeff Wilson coming. James Hasty. We got a whole bunch of running backs. We have a very good offensive line, although I worry about the interior offensive line a little bit. No more Lakin Tomlinson. No more Alex Mack. That does hurt. So we have to replace him with a couple of guys like Brunskill. Um, now, I'll talk more about the 49ers, obviously. I'm going to be on with Couch Coach Live, as a matter of fact, this Friday. Uh, really looking forward to that, to talk about the 49ers. But uh, the Niners right now, I believe that Trey Lance will catch on week six, seven, eight. And that's when they'll take off. 
The thing again is injuries. The 49ers have been played by that year in and year out, especially with some of their best players like Nick Bosa. Gotta stay healthy. We have a great linebacker in core Fred Water and Dre Law complement each other. Great. Javon Kinlaw is coming back in the D-line along with Eric Armstead. We picked up Javarius Ward, former chief, to play cornerback. That's one of our rough spots. If Jason Verrett can come back and play healthy, he would be nice to compliment him at corner on the other side. There's a lot to be said there. We'll see. Right now, as a realist, as a 49er fan, I'm saying that they're probably 9-8. and eight. But if Trey Lance catches on quicker, and by week six, he's really got a grasp of the playbook, and he's really building that confidence back there on the center, the Niners can go on a streak like no other in the NFL. They can win their last nine, ten games. I'm praying for one of them 13-4 and four seasons. It probably ain't going to happen. I'll call 9-8 and eight for now, but... Look, again, if Lance can pick up that playbook, I think beautiful things are going to happen really fast in my San Francisco 49ers, and I cannot wait to see it. And I can't wait to be back with you guys again. More Power 32 podcasts. We go over every NFL team in Power 32 podcasts, every one of them. That's why it's called 32. The power is in the NFL. We bring it. Hey, you know what else we bring? Third and Three podcasts every Wednesday night live. Go to thirdandthreepodcasts.com. Check out all our articles. Check out Beer Drop, Reebok, Meatwork. We've got a whole bunch of great stuff, discounted prices for you guys to check out over there. Damien, the real deal, Damien Adams, Nikki, tricky Nikki Gist, my co-host, my partners, my family. Couldn't do it without them. But once in a while, I like to jump on and do my solo show, whether it's the 49er Forecast or the Power 32 Podcast. And I'm glad to be able to present it to you today on this early Monday going to have it downloaded, uploaded, wherever you load this stuff. I don't know how this crap works. Again, I'm old, as L.A. would uh, present to you guys on, on occasion. <laughs> so this old fart is out for now. I had a great time talking. NFL, hope you guys enjoyed it and would always appreciate your feedback. We'll see you later.